This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, February 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. APHIS finds bird flu in Maine. USDA to focus on China at Outlook Forum. And NPPC presses Biden administration on China tariffs. APHIS finds high-path avian influenza in a flock in Maine. The USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service has announced more findings of highly pathogenic avian influenza in the U.S., this time in what is called a non-commercial, non-poultry flock in Maine. The confirmation in the as-yet-unidentified species makes Maine the 13th state in which HPAI has been detected. It also has been found in commercial and backyard flocks in Indiana, Kentucky, and Virginia and also in wild birds in Delaware, North Carolina, Georgia, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Maryland, Virginia, Florida, and South Carolina. On February 11th, APHIS said it was expanding wild bird surveillance to include Mississippi and central flyways, in addition to an already existing surveillance program in the Atlantic and Pacific flyways. Now, the Centers for Disease Control says the recent detections, quote, pose a low risk to the public. Wild birds can carry HPAI AH5 viruses without showing symptoms, but these viruses can cause illness and death in domestic poultry, CDC said. And they added, human infections with HPAI AH5 bird flu viruses are rare but can occur usually after close contact with infected birds. USDA to put focus on China climate during Outlook Forum. Congress is out of session this week, having extended government funding to March 11th. That's supposed to give congressional appropriators time to finally finish work on their government-wide fiscal 22 spending bill five months after the budget year actually began. USDA, meanwhile, will be holding its annual Outlook Forum online for a second year in a row. This year's forum will put a focus on climate issues as well as China trade and supply chain disruptions. The forum opens Thursday with the department's 2022 agricultural forecast and a conversation between Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack and Elizabeth Economy, an expert on China who's on leave from Stanford University's Hoover Institution to advise the Commerce Department. On Friday, Vilsack will be joined by U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai to talk ag trade policy. By the way, the forum also will feature plenary panel on climate-smart agriculture issues. That panel members will include David Allen, Vice President of Sustainability for PepsiCo Foods North America, Glenda Humiston, Vice President of Agriculture and Natural Resources for University of California, and Mike McCloskey, co-founder and past CEO of Select Milk Producers. International Ag Climate Initiative adds new partners, including European Commission. The U.S. and United Arab Emirates have added seven new members to their agriculture innovation mission for climate effort, the Ag Department said yesterday. New government partners including Chile, Costa Rica, Egypt, the European Commission, Guyana, Mozambique and Turkey. The initiative, which now has 
40 governments involved announced $4 billion in increased investment in climate smart agriculture solutions when it launched last year. Yesterday, USDA said AIM for Climate Partners have now set a goal of doubling that investment to $8 billion by November when the next UN Climate Change Conference will be held in Egypt. AIM for Climate Government Partners today demonstrated their strong commitment to work together to close the investment gap in climate-smart agriculture and food systems innovation needed to address the twin challenges of global hunger and the climate crisis, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said. NPPC presses Biden administration on China tariffs. The Office of the U.S. Trade Representative laid out in detail last week the ways in which it claims China continues to defy World Trade Organization rules. But the National Pork Producers Council took aim at U.S. and Chinese tariffs. The U.S. maintained Section 232 tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminum. The Chinese continued to retaliate with tariffs on U.S. pork, apples, and other farm products. The Chinese retaliatory tariff on U.S. pork is a 25% import tax, and it's taking an especially strong toll as market forces depress American shipments to the Chinese. NPPC is continuing to press USTR and the Biden administration to urge China to remove that tariff, which is in large part caused by a nearly 26% drop in U.S. pork exports to China for 2021, said the NPPC. Now take note, MPPC says it's also pressing the USTR to lean on China to live up to its phase one promise to perform a risk assessment for the use of the feed additive ractopamine in pork and beef production. China's continued zero tolerance for ractopamine hasn't been a major deterrent to trade, but it does make the Chinese market more restrictive than that of countries like Mexico, Japan, and South Korea. Brazilian soybean harvest, 33% done. Brazilian farmers have harvested 33% of this year's soybean crop, but poor weather conditions continue to hurt yields. That according to the latest analysis by the Brazilian consulting firm AgRule. Arid conditions have returned to southern producing regions, while excessive rains continue to pound the states of Mato Grosso, the country's largest state, and Minas Gerais. AgRule in January lowered its forecast for Brazilian soybeans to 128.5 million metric tons. The firm says it will issue a new forecast this week. Now, keep in mind, the USDA's production forecast for Brazil is higher, but it's also bearish. The USDA lowered its forecast on February 9th to 134 million tons. That's a 5 million ton cut from its January World Ag Supply and Demand Estimates report. USDA also reduced its forecast for Argentine soybean production by one and a half million tons and trimmed the production for Paraguay by 2.2 million tons. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, February 22nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Kelly.